Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. At SheFit, we know the fitness industry makes a lot of empty promises. We're done with shortcuts and quick fixes. No woman should be let down or held back, especially by her clothing. It's time to experience the only sports bra that's as strong as you are. Available in the widest range of sizes, easy on and off, with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Today on the ZabeCast, sometimes if you just think like a man, you don't see the bigger picture. Deb Wagner, substitute teacher to the stars and insanely rabid football fan, has a unified Rogers theory and some thoughts on his fiancée. Marv Albert is retiring. The John Wall buyout is coming, but the Houston Tiger has been caught. It's your bonus, uncensored, sometimes naughty version of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up, man. Let's go. Here we go. Monday, May 17, 2021. Thank you. For joining me, Marv Albert is announcing his retirement at the end of this playoff run this year. He'll do it on Monday. Yes, and it's over. Marv Albert, along with uh, uh, the hockey Mike Embrick. When is Al Michaels going to retire? Just saying. Phil Mushnick writing on Marv Albert retiring is pretty much the piece de resistance when it comes to Marv Albert career summaries. Writes Mushnick, the sound of Marv Albert as a sound belonging to us needs no explanation or examination. After 55 years of calling Rangers, Knicks, NBC Boxing, Channel 4 Sports Anchoring, 53 appearances on David Letterman, then the NBA at large, we get it. We know his voice. Albert will announce on Monday his retirement, which will take effect as soon as he finishes calling the NBA Eastern Finals on TNT. He was a peerless play-by-play man and that he made all of his dozens of color analysts the best they could be. This was perhaps his greatest talent. Consider that no gimmicks Mike Breen, who in 2004 replaced Albert as the Knicks play-by-play voice, credits him as an early and lasting inspiration. Friday, Breen was honored by the Basketball Hall of Fame. Albert was so honored back in 1997. Albert most likely made the announcement Monday not to conflict with the moment of glory for Mike Breen being inducted Saturday into Sunday. As Mushnick writes, in an egocentric business overly populated by the famous and the insecure, Albert was what is known as a mensch, a you-first gentleman. If yes was shtick, as opposed to an excellent short-form description of a successful jumper, it was the only shtick Marv performed. It was copied and repeated in gyms, schoolyards, and in office wastebasket games for decades. Yes! Not as shtick, but as a salute. 
Albert is surprisingly shy, a byproduct of his modesty. His, he appreciates and politely responds to public recognition and admiration as it comes to the street, in cabs, in restaurants, wherever. But he's more accustomed to it than comfortable with it or even comforted by it. He even politely suffers fools. He has never big-timed anyone, writes Mushtick, never thrown his weight around. In restaurants, he routinely chose the table in the back, never needing to see how many could see that Marv Albert is right over there. He didn't need any of that. Marv Albert, absolute legend, was never really my flavor, though. Never really my flavor. Andy is going to have some thoughts about this. This guy worked in New York and is a big Marv Albert stan. But the other part of this is Marv Albert had a huge scandal involving a woman whom he had some pretty freaky uh, relations with and ended up biting her on the back. I remember young in my radio career, I did bits about Marv Albert biting the back of his then, I don't know if it was a paid escort or not, but I would play chomp effects. He survived the indignity of that, did get let go, ended up coming back a couple of years later when things died down, uh, was, I believe, convicted of a low-level misdemeanor he uh, did a plea deal on in court, might have settled out of court with the woman in question, but it was hugely embarrassing. It was the kind of scandal that if it had happened today, he would have not survived. No chance whatsoever. But he did, and he came back. And he called NBA games very, very well with a signature style that was both efficient and did not insist upon itself. And for that, I say congratulations, Marv Albert. Yes. Enjoy your retirement. So this podcast was taped too late for the results of the NBA's final Sunday in which they had all these games going off concurrently to keep teams from tanking, although... The Clippers apparently totally tanked in their game. They pretty much pulled everybody who was anybody. So, you know, these these rosters are going to be pretty dicey here for this final Sunday. And we'll see what the actual, you know, play-in tournament looks like when the dust settles later tonight. 9 o'clock Eastern games are just tipping off right now as I record this. That said, I really love it. I love that they did this. It forced teams to keep grinding theoretically till the end, although some teams didn't grind as much as we thought they would. I like it. And if the Lakers are in that best of four, and if they've got to play Steph Curry and the Warriors in game one, it's going to be must-see TV. Curry, with a big night on Sunday, secures the scoring title second time he's done so. I think people are going to have to start respecting Steph Curry as a total ball player and not just shoot a Tron 3000, as I call him, with this. Impressive year in which he had nobody around him basically to help him. And he, he still scored like crazy. Couldn't stop him. So I want to talk about most important sports format changes in history. Because the formats of how we do playoffs and how we orient leagues and do tournaments and everything has changed over the years. What is the most significant format change in sports history? Is it the NFL wildcard? Is it the NCAA when they expanded from 48 to 64 so that you didn't have to win your conference tournament to get in? Because one year, Maryland lost to NC State and David Thompson with a really loaded team that would have been like a two-seed. But because they were in the ACC, they were out. NC State was in. How about the NBA changing the finals format to go 2-3-2 instead of 2-2-1-1-1? Why? Because it was the Lakers and the Celtics damn near every year for a decade, and they didn't like flying back and forth so much. They're like, look, it's best to seven. 2-3-2 is just as fair as 2-2-1-1-1. I think 2-3-2 is a shit format, to be honest with you. I don't like it at all. I prefer everything to be 2-2-1-1-1, but we won't get into that. Uh, The MLB wildcard was a huge change. The one-game wildcard they added on top of it I thought at first, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I I hate, and then I was like, oh, I get it. Of course, MLB has constantly tweaked the all-star format, and it still doesn't seem to make anyone want to try any harder than when they used to try hard because it was a different day and age. The Ryder Cup expanding to all of Europe, not just Great Britain and Ireland, was a huge change in format and made the event competitive. And of course, it was the great Jack Nicklaus 
who suggested that because the U.S. was mopping the floor with GB and I, and they said, and Nicholas is like, you know, you got a lot of good players. You got some guys from, uh, got that German guy uh, with the weird pants, lot longer. You know, another uh, countries, and you know, the Spaniards came in with Sevy and company, and away she went. The Ryder Cup suddenly became must see TV. So send me in, send in if you don't mind, if you have a moment via email. Most important, significant format change in sports history. I do like what the NBA has done here. Let me get one email in here before we call Deb to get her unified Rogers theory. This is from Chris Mers, M-E-R-S, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Thank you, Chris. He writes, Zabe, I've been thinking about emailing you for some time now. Finally just figured I'd take a few minutes and do it. I'd like to thank you for doing what you do. Well, thank you for listening. I love the show as I am a big sports fan, but also appreciate the wider variety of topics you cover. I'm a long-suffering Bears fan, and I love your NFL coverage. I'm also an avid golfer and really enjoy the Capital Golf Gang. Yes, Capital Golf Gang is so good. These guys, Ron and John and John and even Buddy, they've, they've learned how to play off my silliness so well. They're so comfortable, and they're so different, all three of them. By the way, if you look for it, it's on a separate feed. Uh, You have to type in Capital Golf Gang when you get your podcast. You'll see it there. I'm going to figure out how to wrap that into the whole Zabe universe of content I'm pushing out there. Anyway, he says, I'm a long-suffering Bears fan. Love your show. Yada, yada, yada. I began listening to you on the radio when our local affiliates carry your show for years, dating back to the early to mid-2000s. I'm so glad I found the Zabecast more than a year ago. I listen every day and look forward to your show every morning. Well, thank you, thank you again. Spread the word. That's the thing. People heard me long ago. What happened to that guy? I liked him. Where are you at? Watch you hauling. Oh, he's still around. What's he doing? He's podcasting for pennies, <laughs> but he's loving it. Anyway, not pennies. You guys are supporting the podcast just fine. Thank you for that. Most importantly, he says, I enjoy your COVID takes. I'm so glad someone out there has some common sense and is willing to just be truthful. Your view of this disaster is basically in lockstep with mine. It's just amazing to sit back and witness all this dumb shit we've done for the past 15 months. Hopefully your prediction is true and that this thing is unraveling fast. Well, not fast enough for me. And I've was troubled this weekend with mask mandates being lifted by a number of big corporate retail outlets, but I'll get to that later on. I went to the gym this morning and I was so excited to see the sign on the door that said masks recommended per CDC guidance, no longer required. I've been working out at my gym since they were allowed, quote unquote, to reopen back in October and wearing a mask the whole time. It's been brutal. Keep up the good work. I think I'm going to subscribe and stop the freeloading this week. I missed the one day a week. I'll miss the one day a week. I can't listen. Sincerely, Chris in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes, thank you, uh, Chris. The gym thing is interesting. I think this was an email to me, and I'm trying to see if... uh, Okay, yeah, this is it. Mike Marks. These are real emails sent to me. I I don't think these are exaggerations. These are real emails. Mike Marks says, a quick story on the COVID restrictions finally beginning to unravel. Went to a Planet Fitness in Delaware today during lunch hour, and I asked the girl if restrictions have been changed with the CDC guidelines. Delaware, by the way, had been masks on at all times in the gym, while Maryland, where I live 10 miles across the border, had been masks, if not mask on, if not on an aerobic machine. So weightlifting, yes, mask. Aerobic machine, treadmill, Stairmaster, you can take it off. Again, a more utter nonsense if anyone cared to think about it. Of course. Anyhow, the cute girl behind the desk, I think she was cute, she had a mask on, told me distancing is still in place, but masks are now optional. I look around, I notice everyone I saw working out still had their mask on. So I get on the treadmill for my 55-year-old jogging pace, and I see a guy somewhat younger than me staring and staring. Then he approached and told me to get off the treadmill. I ask why? Because you refuse to wear a mask as required. I then told him what the girl told me at the front desk, and off he went, stomping to complain and have me removed, I'm sure. And then I saw it, Zabe, 
I saw the confusion in his eyes. He was utterly paralyzed as she went about her business and had a quick reply to him about what he thought was going to be a glorious moment of kicking me out of the gym. (laughs) He says he was paralyzed. I don't know if he was considering staying with mask, without mask, leaving, or coming to have at me, but he literally stood there motionless for five long minutes looking into space. I couldn't help but think of you and imagine that this true member of Team Virus felt fear and disappointment as he sees it all beginning to slip away. Heck, he may actually have had to show up to work now, I imagine. In the end, he just left. I didn't know what to do. Thanks for using your platform and your research, hard work, and mostly spot-on analysis. During this, I imagine you as a winning coach on the sideline as these final seconds count down as Team COVID looks on in disbelief. You deserve a Gatorade bath. Reminds me of that scene in Ted Lasso after the big road win. Now let's go out this summer and show these wankers how to have some fun. Sincerely, Mike Marks. I I wish it was a win. I I don't consider 15 months of pure insanity, lives upended, the economy trashed, children being abused by being forced to wear masks. That still goes on right now, which isn't also insane, but whatever. I say whatever, only because my kids are too old now to worry about it. If you have young kids, holy shit, it's got to be a nightmare. Got to be a nightmare. I don't look at this as a win. From a basketball analogy, though, I did say, and this was when they started doing the double mask thing, I said they're just throwing up wild threes right now. Team Virus is throwing up wild threes. They're bricking off the backboard. They're playing completely sloppy ball. It looks like an N1 mixtape game as it falls apart. And then we had last week. So about this Aaron Rodgers thing, I've been asking people at times for their so-called unified Aaron Rodgers theory. And whenever I ask for a unified theory on something in sports, it is usually a story that's really big that has a lot of different elements, a lot of different angles, a lot of different layers. Things like Deflategate would require, well, what's your unified Deflategate theory? And so I've been asking people this, but I realized that uh, one group of people I had not really asked about this is women. And God bless the fairer sex, because I was talking to a female friend, a Packer fan, just the last 24 to 48 hours, and she gave a take that made me go, huh, which followed a lengthy email from the most punctually correct, uh, am I saying that right, punctuationally correct, perhaps, one of the best football minds that I know amongst my fan base who just happens to be a woman and a three-time Zabe Vegas participant, the great Deb Wagner from Yakima, Washington, part-time substitute teacher to the stars, who Mm -hmm. sent in her own unified Aaron Rodgers theory. And I said, by golly, Deb, we got to get you on the podcast. So here you are. Mm -hmm. Here I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Here I am. Uh, Deb has emailed me over the years uh, with various musings, uh, deep, thoughtful, detailed musings about her beloved Seahawks, her beloved Russell Wilson, uh, the Russell Wilson-Sierra combination and what that means. (laughs) And uh, and so you you have a good understanding, I think, a good radar on things Mm -hmm. that go on beneath the surface. So without further ado... What is mm-hmm. your unified Aaron Rodgers theory as a Seahawk fan? Well, and as a Seahawk fan, let me state first off that I really have no animus toward Aaron Rodgers. I have enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers play. I don't hate him. I don't bemoan him. I've rooted for him. I think he's funny and witty and all of the above. And I really don't hold personal animus toward him in any way, shape, or form. You're neutral. You're Rogers neutral. I'm really, I'm really Rogers neutral. Who are the players you don't care for? You've got a few, if I recall. Oh, <laughs> there's this guy in Tampa Bay that I'm not fond of. I'm really not fond of. And I don't know whether it's Josh or Gitter that calls him the luckiest of all time. Uh, get, uh, Josh does. 
okay, I, I'm I'm behind. I line up behind Josh when wow. it comes to that. I, that was one of my best. That's one of the best <laughs> takes things I'd ever heard. That's best so funny. And I had to tell Josh. I, I go, Josh, you're not going to out skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. So that right. ridiculous hot take. Well, I know. And he's like, I no. Know. He's like, no. Seriously. He's just no. he's just lucky. I hate I hate it. I can't stand it. He's, so anyway. He yeah. He, so I, I'm not a fan of Tom's. Uh, I. I'm not fond of the obvious, you know, Antonio Brown lost me quite a while ago. Uh, but I don't really, there's, and, and I, and I have little use for Kaepernick, but uh, you know, other than that, not a whole yeah. lot that I, that I don't right. like in the NFL true, you know, just despise, go crazy about um, Tom is big on is the biggest one on my list. I, okay. I, do we'll not care for Mr. Put Brown. that aside for another day. You're Rogers neutral, yeah. but watching I'm this neutral. and analyzing mm-hmm. all the elements mm-hmm. of this and knowing how your guy, Russell, uh, goes with <laughs> Sierra and that dynamic. Mm-hmm. You got a high power mm-hmm. celebrity couple yes. there. What do you think is going on with Aaron Charles Rogers? I to me, Aaron is having a moment in his his private life is now different for him in that he's quote unquote happy in it. He's not been necessarily, I don't think we ever thought of his, him as unhappy. I've noticed that he's dated quite a few women of varying degrees of celebrity. And I've noticed that he usually does the breaking up. I've often thought it's kind of sad. He doesn't have somebody in his life to help him just with the pressures of being an NFL quarterback. I think he's without question, one of the most handsomest men in the NFL period. So it's been interesting for me to just watch it from that standpoint. I did make the assessment a long time ago that he was very passive aggressive in how he dealt with things, which I'm not, those kind of people can make my teeth grind. But again, I'm not dating him. He's not, you know, you know, knocking my door down and he's not upset about that either. So I didn't really, I thought most of this must be going on in his private life, but Mm -hmm. now his private life is supposedly happy. Although I remain stunned at the fact that this smart man, I, he's got an IQ that's up there. I, he is not dumb in any way, shape or form. And I am at a loss to explain his fiance. Oh, um, I, me I, too. I mean, <laughs> me too. I, I try to be oh. uh, respectful and delicate. Oh, but I'm oh. like I'm like that college buddy who wants to just pull Rogers aside and go, bro, oh, what, what what is it like? It's not just that he's underkicking what he could bring oh. home, but oh. I don't think Ooh. she's very mature. She's and and. And and we're, if we're talking again in the smarts area, or, there's not a lot of it on her side. I she is not mature, right? Because she's been an actress since she was like in her teens, right? And that does not land you well and steady in a in a life that's grounded in reality much, right? But then again, I don't think she's that, you know, that intelligent. And when and then when she gave the first interview. And said he throws, I'm going to marry a guy who throws balls for a living. And I was just like, what is this? Yeah, see, that, that's, that bothers me because it says oh. she doesn't think much of what Rogers has done for a living and his place in the sporting right. firmament amongst the or star of stars. Even, yeah, I mean, how do you, I mean, it would take a lot for me not to know. Well, obviously, I'm a sports person and I love sports, so yeah. I'm, I'm aware of these guys. Even if it's in a even if it's in a sport I don't particularly watch all the time, I still will know names. And you've got to be living under a rock not to know who Aaron Rodgers isn't and what he does. I mean, just reading People magazine would give you an idea of that. Um, and she doesn't seem. I mean, she seemed totally clueless, and I thought. Okay, if he's happy with this, it's not for me to say. I mean, right. go ahead, Aaron. Have it. But then I've heard the interviews that they gave together, and I, every single time, I just I, I listen to one of those, and I'm floored by this choice that he's made. I, are you so, not a little bit 
if are you not just a little bit stunned that this happened so quick that they went from oh, dating oh. within a year to engaged? Oh, well, you know, he 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 said goodbye to Danica, and I thought that the Danica thing. I get, you know, yes, Danica drives slow, but she knows her stuff, and she's cute and adorable. <laughs> and so, and I and I thought this might work, and then they broke up, and then he's giving this speech where he's talking about a fiance and he doesn't say her name at all and i'm going who is the and and then i found out that evidently danica introduced him to her and they met through with astrology as a base yeah and i about went crying into the other room (laughs) going kids kids astrology no 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 but he you know he, he clearly rogers being a california guy is enamored yeah. with that Hollywood mindset. Olivia uh, Olivia Munn and then yeah. Danica and now yeah. Ms. Woodley. And away uh, they go as the happy couple, yeah. supposedly. Uh, so supposedly. That so that said, putting her so aside he, for a second. Right. What he's, he's doing he, what he's doing with the team is clearly passive aggressive and he clearly loves oh. doing it. Because oh. now as you've noticed, uh Deb Everyone connected to the team, from mm-hmm. LaFleur down to... Uh, Goody you know, Well, not Goody, but from LaFleur, all the people that need Rodgers in their life badly. LaFleur, right. Devontae Adams, uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, they're practically begging, talking about, mm-hmm. we need Aaron, he's our leader. Mm-hmm. God, I don't even want to mm-hmm. think about a world without mm-hmm. Aaron. And almost, mm-hmm. you feel like Aaron is off somewhere with his hand cupped to his ear going, okay. More, uh huh. More, right, right, and right, because he needs. I, I'm sorry. I really believe he needs the drama of this. He's had drama before in his personal life, and his work life had been kind of, you know, be bopping along, and there had been ups and downs and what have you. And um, yeah, I can question why he doesn't have more Super Bowl rings than he has. I'm, I might have that question, but still. He was that was kind of going well. And the drama with like him not talking to his folks, which was a huge red flag for me. I just went, okay, he's got his own little drama cooking over here that he needs to have. But now in his personal life, he's, quote unquote, happy, Um, whether, you know, whether what I think of it is, you know, not real, you know, not up for cause. He's he's happy. So now it becomes this my work life and I want to see them. You know, I I really believe, Zabe, within my heart, that even if you had never heard the words Jordan Love, even if they had redone his contract, I really think you'd almost be in the same position. Really? You think Aaron, this is how I he's do, wired? That there are I some people is, that seem yep. to really thrive on conflict. Mm-hmm. They want right. people around them to be uncomfortable, and they, they love it. Whereas most they, people are like, oh, God, just end this already. Right. Oh no, there are people that if they don't have the drama, it's not worth it's not right. worth it. They just and I think Aaron, he's incredibly savvy in, in terms of what he knows he can pull off and he knows he's needed. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> there's not a question of that. But he just he he has just sat back and the fact that he's not saying anything, he's yeah. just sitting back oh. and letting all of this flow down. I'm going. Wow, this is a this is a real. He, he's having a moment. He's yeah. having a moment, and, and and he is likely to con- continue this for a month or even two months. I know, and I, I as really, we drag on to like he, he how long it. can he stay underwater? How 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 long can he not leave the house? You know, paparazzi right. Deb have right. a big oh. bounty oh. on getting a shot of him somewhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know there's got to be somebody in a tree somewhere just living there yeah. because they're they're trying to get and they're trying to get uh, he and, uh, you know, maybe to get he and Shailene, Shailene together. There for a, oh, yeah. 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 To get hey. he and Shailene together, you know, uh, you know, get him, get him interviewed, whatever. I hear go to Disney World. I, I found the uh, I found the audio of her talking about uh, confirming to Jimmy Fallon about their engagement. Let's take a listen to okay. about uh, the Mauritanian. Uh you're fantastic in it, but before we, we, we get into that, I, I, have, I have a lot of questions. Uh, one is that I, I keep reading that you are engaged to 
football great Aaron Rodgers. And is, is that is that true? Are congratulations in order? I mean, I've been reading that too, which is kind. Of, it, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. What? Yes, we are engaged. Yeah. What? Why do they need to be so secretive? Like, why? Why She's did it have to be so too. secret? She's playing it up as well. Like, oh yeah, I've heard that too. Oh, we are engaged, but for us, it's not new news, you know. So it's kind of funny. Everybody right now is freaking out over it. And yeah, see, we knew about it, but everyone oh. else didn't know about it. So yeah. Oh. Okay. So here, here. We're like, yeah, we've been engaged for a while. <laughs> for a while. You've only been dating for eight months. Nobody's seen you, for God's sake. I love that. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we. Here, that's hold on. Got engaged a while ago, and it's it's been, he's, first off, just a wonderful, incredible human being. But I never thought I'd be engaged with somebody who threw balls for a living. Like, I never <laughs> thought as a little girl, I was like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm going to marry someone who, who throws balls. Wow. Oh, my God. Honey, he doesn't just throw no. balls for a living. He brings it's, joy uh, to millions oh and millions of people. And he's he, really good at throwing he's re- balls. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's really, really good. good at it, honey. It's not just he's not playing a game at a fair and winning you a big right. teddy bear. I mean, okay. not everyone has to be a sports fan, but you, as a, as a woman it. who loves sports yeah. and mm-hmm. loves men, you mm-hmm. the, the men who play this position, whether it's oh, Peyton Manning, your first true oh, love, my, yep, yep, and, yep, yep. and of course, uh, Russell Wilson, <laughs> Russell. the mm-hmm. way that they command such a tough position as a leader, as the alpha on the field, right. has to be intoxicating to yes. women who are football fans. Yes. Yes, and the, what's going on in their brains, the fact the brain is the biggest muscle of all in a quarterback, I think, and what they're able to think through and go through and maintain and, and work with their the people around them and make them better. I mean, Aaron is on that elite, elite level, and it just, <laughs> to hear the gal that he wants to spend his life with call it throwing balls for a living, and yeah. of course, Jimmy Fallon cracked up, but I was like, that's not a crack-up moment, no. Jimmy. That, no, that should be a, like, oh, my gosh. Do you, do you realize it's more than just that? So, net-net, you think he'll still be a Packer come September? I think there's there's every chance that he'll still be a Packer. What I really worry about is what kind of Packer he'll be because I don't think you're looking at somebody that's going to try for a second MVP. I think if he comes back in this situation, he could be – just borderline i mean he probably will be okay but i could see him getting injured quote unquote or pulling some other stuff and just not being what you guys are hoping it would be to have him back because i i understand your position you know we (laughs) dance with this guy we we want him we want him in our fold we want him to be our quarterback if i were a packer fan that would be what i was thinking too but I really wonder what condition he will come back in as a Packer. Pretty, yeah, we'll see. He's pretty healthy. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Can I get, before I let you go, can I get two minutes on the state of hashtag let Russ cook? Because there was a <laughs> moment there in the offseason where it looked like he was trying to force his way out of town. Were you still oh, firmly, were you behind him? That whole time, uh, no, what were your thoughts? No, I was, I was. Uh, the minute that that, the minute that that popped up, you know, you hear your iPad go dun 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 and I pick up my iPad, and it's Russell Wilson doesn't know where he is with the Seahawks, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? What has happened? And then I went back and I took a look at it, and I read one column on a guy that reminded me of something. And Russell, I believe all of this drama came about because Russell was Walter Payton Man of the Year. And because you're Walter Payton Man of the Year, which he deserved in spades, you if you're an NFL company man, which Russell is, your agreement is you show up at the Super Bowl and you are at the Super Bowl. They, you know, on yeah, the run you around for the game and he's in the commissioner's box for the game and they showed them during the game. And it was Russell and Ciara and and good old Raj. And they all had their face diapers on. And (laughs) Ciara was talking to Roger. (laughs) Roger was listening. And Russell was looking at the field. And even though I could only see his eyes, I thought, he's miserable. What? What's the deal? He he did not look happy to me at all. And then this sports writer reminded me, and this is what I think, 
because this all came about because Russell went on the Dan Patrick show the day after the Super Bowl because he was Walter Payton man of the year and he loves Dan and Dan loves him. And so they had him on and he's all of a sudden talking about not knowing where he is in Seattle. And you take in what people possibly don't realize. And I knew this, but I'd forgotten it. Russell absolutely hates with every passion of his being to be at a championship football game that he's not playing in. He'll watch one at home. I think he'll probably watch maybe a series or two and go do some and watch the end and send off a congratulatory tweet. But he's not down to have to be a part of a game that he doesn't get to play in. That that you could think of that as weird and strange, but that's just him. He doesn't want to, you know. So there he is at the Super Bowl being the company man. And who's he watching down on the field? Yeah, He's watching Tom Brady, who left a very positive situation, I believe, in New England. Uh, didn't have too many thumbs down up in there. And that team had absolutely retooled around him. They had gotten him right. Gronkowski. Right. See, they that's... got him Antonio Brown, which Russell really wanted Antonio Brown. That's right. But and... and so he's watching that and he's thinking, I just spent, an, you know, he had asked to be involved in the hiring of the new offensive coordinator for Seattle, which I did not think was a crazy request at all. I thought, gosh, Russell is our offense. Have him in. What was the problem? They didn't do that. Yeah. And, yeah these, these teams, and this is the whole thing about Rodgers and yep. the Kumaro yep. cut. Like, I can't believe that he would get mad yep. about that. The, the the age of NFL empowerment for the quarterbacks yep. is yep. is coming. It's here, and it's kind of yep. like the NBA. And fans can mm-hmm. scream and stomp and say, "I don't like it," but it's mm-hmm. reality because you get to a certain level, like Wilson or Brady mm-hmm. or Rogers. You're not just employee number twelve no. who has no. to fall in no. line. You wield incredible power. And and he, I think he got to thinking as he watched that game. And was miserable. Be- he just got to thinking, well, you know, look what they did for Tom. I wonder yeah. what they would possibly would do. And so he goes on Dan Patrick and says, well, maybe I don't know exactly where I am. And I, there was an incident, evidently, that he left the uh, meeting, an offensive meeting before the second Arizona Cardinal game. It was a Thursday night that he walked out that I did not know about, um, that they had kept free. And I don't know what the incident, you know, what was there. But I just think he was thinking, okay, maybe if I raised my hand and said, does somebody want me? Right. Well, what uh, happened? Well, what happened? Let's just see. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, it's almost like creating a a fake profile on, uh, you know, match.com as a married man. Like, just to see what comes into the inbox here. (laughs) You would know that. (laughs) But I I would just, I just thought, and then I... it came about that there were only three teams he wanted to be right. traded to. And I, I saw you. the Chicago <laughs> and I went, Oh my God, he thinks he can go in there and be the savior, be the first Robert good Warner. Chicago Absolutely. bear quarterback ever. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah well, that's, like, that's how lead athletes think. They think in ways that you and you I, know? I sometimes have a hard head getting yeah, ahead. Right. Uh, yeah. Exit question real quick. Is, is everything yes, coup de la now with Russell and the Seahawks? I believe everything is, my my belief is that everything is fine. He has been talking to the new, uh, the people that we got in the draft. He's been talking to okay. his receivers. I don't sense that there's anything that's an issue right now. And I don't see him. I see him playing for this next year with no issues. All right. And you're cool. And you're cool with, yeah, end of next year. Who knows? And you're cool with Ciara? I'm very cool with Ciara. She does not run. I know people might think differently. She does not run that relationship. Okay. Russell, Russell's, Russell's the main man. She might be there. She's not saying we got to move here so that I can become more of this. She's, she can't pull that kind. Trust me. Um, they're, they're a real solid couple and he's much more in charge than people give him credit for. She's hot. Well, Deb, she's super hot and and talented, very talented as well. Uh, Yours, yours in nano bubble technology, Ms. Wagner. And we will look forward to seeing you at Zave Vegas in March of 2022. Unless the Brazilian salamander flu becomes a pandemic. Let's knock on wood (laughs) and hope not. We'll be back after two years of missing Zave Vegas. All right. Absolutely, dear. All right, Deb. Good to talk to you, dear. Thank you. 
Thank you. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Let's wind down on some odds and ends. And of course, the latest from the COVID wars. The masquerade continues. I went to Walmart and Costco on Saturday with my daughter, Catherine, in part because we have a little Saturday routine, our little Saturday, quote, adventure, which really is not much of an adventure. It's just lunch and usually going to some big box store somewhere. But she loves it, and I love being with her, so we do it every Saturday for the most part. And we went out to Costco and Walmart specifically because they were amongst the handful of companies that announced in accordance with states dropping their mask mandates and the CDC changing their guidance on mask wearing for those fully vaccinated, that they would no longer require masks. So I'm like, all right, let's go get some free samples at Costco sans mask. I went in, walked right in, no mask. Usually I'd be fearing the Costco secret police. And I mean, they have the best police in the business. The best radios. We got a maskless person on all six. They will send in the heavy hitters, the big guns. Oh, they will call the cops on your ass. Walk right in, no mask on. The greeter has a mask on. Nothing. Oh, and we're in. I walk around making note to go, how many other people do I see without a mask? I don't see a lot. The total number at the end of the trip was six. Now, it wasn't a bonkers Costco sort of Thunderdome fight survival of the fittest situation. But it was still, you know, Costco. It was probably at least 100 people, 150 people in the store. I saw six without masks, not including myself and my daughter. We We then went to Walmart. And we have this brand new Walmart that is yet to be fucked up by the masses. So it's really clean. Nice. Great prices, too. Good people. The people of Walmart. But they are... They are good old Americans that like to shop at Walmart. So we go in there and I see not as many people maybe in Costco. It was a pretty light day. It was such a nice day. I should not have been out there in a store on Saturday. And we saw zero. Zero people without masks aside from my daughter and I. And I'm thinking, wow, 
how how long is this going to take? Do people just not do they not not hear the news that Costco and Walmart and Trader Joe's and some other places, Disney's relaxing their mask mandate. Disney's saying you can take them off outside now, but not inside, which makes, of course, zero sense whatsoever. But hey, and of course, Team Virus is screaming, we don't have vaccination passports yet, though. In fact, Rachel Maddow had the line of all lines saying, quote, I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see someone out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire that way we look at each other. No, you have to rewire yourself. You need to check into therapy. Unbelievable. Talk about a mentally broken person. And it's a, she ain't the only one. There's many of them in high position in society and supposedly of high intellect thinking this way. It's bonkers. Megan Kelly clapped back thoughts and prayers for her during this difficult time. David Hogg, the Lakeland, Florida high school shooting survivor turned liberal gun control activist, tweeted how he lives in a very Democrat-controlled area, and even though they've dropped the mask mandate, he's going to continue wearing one because it signals he thinks that he's not a Republican. He does not want to be looked at, even in passing as there's a Republican. He even admitted, I don't like them. They're not comfortable It's a small price to pay, though, to not be considered a Republican by strangers who don't give two shits who he is, who wouldn't even recognize him for the most part. Talk about mind blown in terms of how fucked in the head some people are. Meanwhile, from the BBC, an infographic on how to hug Safely. Why it's a parody that keeps on writing its own jokes. Yeah, here's the infographic from the BBC. And it's got diagrams, little drawings of people hugging. How to make hugging safer. Turn faces away and keep hugs short. Two, don't hug face to face. Three, wear a mask if one of you is vulnerable. Number four, don't hug too many people. However you hug, says the BBC, be careful. And remember, some people are more vulnerable to COVID than others. Little bit of hugging, but not too much hugging. Yeah, hug like you hugged your grandmother back in the day. You know, the chain-smoking grandmother who smelled like seven-day-old deli meat and perhaps a hint of Bushmills with cigarette smoke all over. Uh, you turn your head, hi, Grandma, you quick hug, and then away you go. Unbelievable. And apparently in England, they're talking about pushing back the so-called freedom date of June 21st that they dangled out 100 days ago to say, I know this is tough, but hang in there for a little longer. By the way, England's UK has been vaxxed up to the eyeballs. They've done great in that regard. And they've got very low infection totals and death totals. And people are like, what the fuck? It's amazing. In England. I wonder if not having guns has something to do with their country being able to do that. Whereas our country, thankfully, it's finally starting to completely unravel. But not, not quick enough for my liking. We'll see. On to golf, Fred Couples tweeted, Today I saw something that inspired me and reminded me of why golf is the greatest game ever. Richard Bland, who hadn't won a tournament in his previous 478 starts on the European Tour, won the British Masters in a playoff. Congrats at Blandy773, that's his Twitter handle, on the first and wishing you many more. 478 starts. Assuming a guy can make about 50 starts, well, that's too many. I bet he only makes about 35 starts a year. 
That's 10 years to 350. Uh, another three to five, 15 years of grinding finally gets his first win. Wishing you many more. I don't know. Maybe if he's hot right now, and I'm sure he's going to enter every event he can. He's like, I found it. I found it. But I don't think he's going to win because he's not that good. But God bless him for being out there and grinding. Also on the golf front, Phil Mickelson says, don't mind if I do when it comes to a U.S. Open exemption. After saying he wasn't sure if he'd accept it over the weekend, he said, yeah, okay, I'll take it. USGA offering USGA offering Mickelson the special exemption to the U.S. Open, even though he did not qualify for it through the normal channels. Some have a problem with this. My boy John Ziegler, who's also a big golf fan and a golfer himself, says, so let me get this straight. A few years ago, Mickelson mocks the game, rips the USGA by turning the U.S. Open into a hockey game. Yes, that was at Shinnecock where he threw a fit and just started slapping the ball while it was moving around the green. He didn't get disqualified, which he should have, right, Ziegler? And I agree with that. Then he says he probably wouldn't accept the special exemption. Then he says he does. Okay, great. I kind of agree. And I've, I flip and I flop on Mickelson. He has worn me out and I've sworn off of him. I'm like, I can't take anymore. And then he kind of wins me over. But I remember that incident and I was like, this is bad. This is, t- this falls squarely under the conduct unbecoming a professional. And it leaves a mark on your career and your resume. And it should. You got to be a pro for God's sakes. Should have been DQ'd and he wasn't. Anyway, I guess the USGA felt like, well, we want to show there's no hard feelings. I don't think there should be any special exemptions for the US Open. Isn't that the point of being the US Open? You got to qualify your way in. You have to earn a spot by way of, you know, certain world rankings or you know, everything else. You don't just go, oh, here's one in our back pocket. Have fun. I mean, it's at Tory. Mickelson has done well at Tory. Now they'll set it up a lot different than a regular tour event. Tour event. But if he wins on a special exemption, I know everyone's going to go, oh, isn't that great? He finally got the U.S. Open, the one piece of the major puzzle he didn't have. But he would have gotten it through a bit of a side door, which I don't think they should be doing that, not for the U.S. Open. Kobe Bryant's widow gave a profoundly moving speech, wonderful speech at the Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame inductions. Pretty big class. Uh, Guys like Chris Webber got in. I I can't argue who should or should not be in to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame because they literally lump everything in there. College, pro, uh, European pro, uh, women, women's coaches. It's a big bucket. My gut feeling is Webber was a nice player. He's not a Hall of Famer, but whatever. Kobe, though, goes in posthumously after his death a year and almost a half ago now. And uh, Darren Ravel tweeted, just maybe not apropos of anything, but the three highest earners in NBA history, LeBron James, $346 million, Kevin Garnett, who went in this class at $336, and Kobe Bryant at $324 million. That's just actual salary uh, for those top three earners. It's good to be an NBA player. Oh, and did you see this? John Wall buyout in Houston is a matter of when, not if. Wait, Zabe, didn't John Wall have something like $100 million left on his deal for the next two years as a Supermax player? Oh, silly you. No, no, he doesn't have $100 million. He has $92 million. I'm sorry, what did you say? I said he doesn't have $100 million left on his two years contract. He has $92 million. $92 million. And they're looking to buy him out because they could probably, if, he, if they buy him out and they use the so-called stretch provision under the bylaws of the NBA, a special provision saying, okay, we know you're going to have players who are no longer any good and you want to get rid of them, but they cost a fortune because someone... Some idiot signed him to a huge, insanely overpriced deal before. We'll let you pay for the remnants of it by stretching it out over the last X number of years. Apparently, if they use the stretch provision and if they get some other team once they buy him out to sign him for a two-year 
10 million a year deal. So that's 20 million. They can get that. That comes off their bill for the 92. So Tillman Fertitta, who is richer than just about anybody not named Gates or Bezos, doesn't need the money. But from a team standpoint, if you can save something off of it, I guess you do. But a buyout for John, buyout. Of course, that's my dream to be bought out. Still hasn't happened. The most I got was a less than one month of free money from Fox Sports Radio when they decided to whack me and put Stephen A. Smith in. I found out about it, I think, December 10th, and then poor Scott and Sally not being under contract. They just had to ride it out and be good soldiers because, well, you know, it was money to them. They had to show up and keep doing the show without me for two-thirds of a month because, well, yeah. John Wall buyout. And then there's this. A Pizza Hut restaurant has gone retro. They've taken the vintage photos and the checkerboard vinyl uh, tablecloths and all the usual iconic look of the sit-down Pizza Hut restaurant. I don't think you can actually sit down on a Pizza Hut anymore. I think they are all literally takeout stores. But apparently a, a old Pizza Hut, which if you ever want to do something fun to kill five minutes on your company's dime when you don't want to work for them, not that I'm recommending it, go Google search repurposed Pizza Huts because that iconic sort of Asian rice farmer's hat roof line, it you can't not see it when you see like a tire shop. You're like, hey, that used to be a Pizza Hut. They've apparently... Uh, gone retro on this one Pizza Hut where they're going to let you come in, sit down, eat at a tablecloth that's vinyl and checkered and order sodas that come in the big red plastic tumblers full of ice with your cleats and your Mort's Bootery Little League jersey on and I am here for it, as the kids say. I think they should do this with more restaurants. I saw a picture from Super 70 Sports about Cleedence, Creedence Clearwater Revival the band, sitting down outside a Taco Bell back in the day, eating. And of course, it was the vintage Taco Bell, which if you're my age, you know what it looks like, with the uh, Spanish sort of uh, uh, missionary front in brick with the weird Taco Bell lettering and the uh, clay half-shell tiles on the roof, plus the concrete tables. I'm pretty sure Taco Bell would have concrete circular picnic tables outside with concrete seats. So you you didn't have to worry about anyone stealing them. You didn't have to do any maintenance on them. You just hose them off if you wanted to do that. Let's bring that back. Surely people would want, because Taco Bell and and Pizza Hut still exist as brands. You, You could just bring back the old look to it. I say, let's do it. Why not? All right, that's enough from me today. Thank you very much. We got a big week of shows from the Mobile Strike Studio tomorrow. A rare treat. Galdi with Andy tomorrow. We've got Carol and Wendy Rieger, longtime NBC4 anchor and reporter, her running mate at NBC4. That's going to be a hoot with the ladies in the van on Tuesday, Power Lunch. And then Wednesday, uh, the Dream Team. Myself, Scott, and Sally, which will be subscribers only. And then, of course, where's the fifth day this week? Uh, I'm taking it off because I'm going to Pinehurst to play golf. And you can just like it. Say thank you very much for the three free and the one paid. Even you get a day off from the podcast. You deserve it. Thanks again for listening. Rate and review. It helps with the algorithmic overlords. Tell a friend or two. I appreciate that. Reach out to me for feedback anytime you like at zabe at yahoo.com. Have yourself a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. 
That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. 